Hello and welcome to Come With Us, a podcast to meet all your fantasy needs. I'm Susie Nunez. And I'm Rache Kelly. And each week we dive into the tempting world of books, seductive romance, and a sprinkle of spice. Hi, sinners. Welcome to episode 12. What the heck? 12. One, I know. Two. Insane. Off Come With Us, your new favorite podcast. I'm Susie Nunez, and as you can see today, I am rocking my curls. I don't know. I was feeling like it. Uh, and it's just like that moment for me, you know. I'm, a, I'm an all-natural type of girly right now. I don't know why. Also, I'm 100% feeling it. And also, I'm recording with natural lighting, so it's going to be changing. Bear with me. Thank you. <laughs> well, and I'm Rache Kelly. I'm brand new to the iPhone world officially. Uh, and I'm like super overwhelmed with it because I am not super tech savvy and I'm running on nothing but uh, like coffee and cheese sticks. And that's totally fine. We're doing it. We're making, it, happening. making it work. Exactly. So this week, we don't have a lot of a smut, honestly, because we mm -hmm. come to the third and fourth part, uh, the part of the book. Yes. And this is a lot of blood. This is a lot of fighting. This is a lot of, mm -hmm. wow, Nesta. If you thought that Nesta was a little bit traumatized and strong before, she is extremely traumatized and hyper strong after all of this. After this bit, in the book, she is, oh my God, she is everything that I'm never going to be, but I want to be. I'm telling you. <laughs> Because she's fiction and it's okay that she is that. <laughs> and honestly, the workouts, the, the whole thing, like, I love it for you, babes. I see you. I'm so proud of you. Nar. But I love it. <laughs> uh, so, yes, the part three, uh, the name is Valkyrie. It's happening, you guys. Uh, you don't see anything, but yeah, it's right there. Yeah, this is a cat. I know. In the book or in the lore of the book, Gwen is a research assistant for this researcher who we've briefly discussed in previous episodes. And that researcher is trying to compile it Meryl. a thorough, yeah, Meryl, uh, like the boot, uh, trying to compile like a thorough history of this group of warriors called the Valkyries or Valkyrie. And they are women warriors and they were winged and they were total badasses. Like the, like the, emotionally mature female equivalent to Illyrian warrior. The bad boys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Charlie's Angels, they're always yes. I don't know why I picture them like stylish with like leather and not only oh, black yeah. leather, but like, you know, like burgundy leather and stuff like that. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love that. They're doing and, I and I don't know if it's like just because I picture it this way or if it says it in the book, but I imagine just like white wings like big angel wings almost just like they went angel wings i don't know in my head that's how i pictured them i don't know if gwen starts like gleaning information about these women warriors and she brings to the trainings a lot of uh what she thinks is cool and stuff that could be implemented into their trainings uh her nesta emery and the other priestesses who are joining them um, and it starts with a lot of like meditation and breath work, uh, a lot of like honing your skills in an internal way instead of just like, 
you know, pumping iron all day to get physically strong, they're also like stilling themselves mentally. And they be, they are like these Incredible. ultimate badass warriors. Yeah. They're just amazing. And we want to be them so bad. We're never going mm -hmm. to, but we love it. We freaking love it. <laughs> Uh, you said here on the points, you put something like, this is a spin-off I desperately want. Definitely. Yes. I would read a fucking, it, I don't even care. It's so good that I don't even care if the books about them had like romance or smart. I just want to know more mm -hmm. about them because they sound yeah. so freaking cool. You know how uh, J.K. Rowling, she wrote the, like she wrote the Harry Potter books, but then she also like would write books that, felt like they were the textbooks in Harry Potter. So it's like a history yeah. of magic. And she wrote them as yeah. if they were like true. I would love it if Sarah J. Moss did that, like like gave us those history books that Meryl is is reading from and everything. Like whatever Meryl writes, the research project she does, I want to read it. <laughs> and I want that Sarah to so turn cool. into a book. Any, uh, and not only Meryl, but like any book that Gwyneth finds on the library about them, It's so cool. Mm -hmm. Like, I just want to know so much more about, like, they had kids, they had families, they didn't. I want to know about the techniques. I want to know the chisme, like the actual chisme on the whole, you know, community. Because they're always yeah. a chisme. And I want to know the tea. Yeah. I mean, That's they're it. women. Of course, there's exactly. going to be drama. Chisme. So one of the things that the Valkyries um, include in their training is... Uh, a test to see if your training is complete and they have a ribbon that you hold and it's loose. It's not taut. It's not held tight. It's a loose ribbon and you're supposed to be able to slice in, in one fell swoop, this ribbon. Mm -hmm. And if you can do that, then your training is complete. And that sounds super easy, but apparently it is not. <laughs> yep. And you have to like, be sure of your, of your movement and the, and the fluidity in, in it and everything. Yes. Then we get to chapter 51 and this is a desk type of sex smut scene. And I just read okay. it. And it was so, so hot. <laughs> it was super short, like really super short. Caspian said, I could fuck you for days. Yes, yeah. sir. Then he says, I'm fucking soaked with you. Yes, sir. He pounded into her at a steady, deep pace. The liquid slide of his cock into her sounded obscenely through his otherwise silent bedroom. So it's like super quiet. Wow. They don't have a playlist yeah. going. There's no, no fuck playlist. No, because they, okay, in this scene, they literally were just training and they couldn't even get to the actual bed. They were like, yeah. here, now she grabbed him and it happened. And he said these uh -uh. things and oh my God, I... I promise you, I highlighted them. They're so beautiful. <laughs> the beautiful words. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. The best is uh, the second, the top of the second, next page when he says, fuck, hold on to the desk. I know. I know. Yes, sir. And then these men loves when women grab the things. Uh, and then that's before that. <laughs> I love, love, love this scene. Yeah. I, I love this this uh, quote here. She wanted him imprinted on her very bones. Ah, I love that so much. I don't know why. I love it. It's amazing. Because he was, Honestly, she was on the desk and one of his hands was on the desk and the other one on her hips. And I'm like, yes, mm -hmm. yes, yes. You know what? It, you know, it reminds me of like when, when she's uh, writing about how like Nesta and Cassian individually in their own heads are like, 
thinking to themselves, like, I couldn't possibly get close enough to this person. Like I need, I need them ever. Like we need to occupy the same space, even though it's physically impossible. And it, like, I've felt that before. And I feel like a lot of people who have been in love feel that before. And it's like, you're reading it going, there's no way that they're not, you know, like they have to be in love. At the words, his foul language, her toes curled. Oh, because your pretty little cunt is the only thing I think about. Stop it, Cassian. Um, I know. But she wouldn't let him win this one. Not when his, when this had somehow become a competition for who could make the other come first. <laughs> mm-hmm. So she whispered, I love being so covered in your seed that it leaks out of me for ages afterwards. I love <laughs> feeling it slide down my thighs and knowing you left your mark in me. <laughs> Well, in the previous episode with Natty, we <laughs> talked about dirty talk and how people talk about these things and all of that. Oh my God. Nesta is a wow. She's amazing at talking during it. It's incredible. Yeah, that's like, man. I mean, that is definitely like th- such a Nesta move to be like, um, what is the thing? Like, she, it's just a competition. She's like, I gotta, I gotta one up him. I gotta win. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, uh, it was amazing. It was amazing. I recommend go read that because it's it's short, but it's so hot. It gets you going. Yeah. And so her and Cassian head down to the prison to go get the harp, and it is a whirlwind. Crazy, <laughs> insane. I found this. I, uh, I found this Reddit post from user uh fairy bitch which i, I love the name by the way uh so she wrote so cute of nessian to go on a little date to retrieve an ancient deadly object in a place known for housing monsters and gods kissing each other's cheek nuzzling hands telling each other that they've always been friends and then proceeding to fuck up a god together and have the whole prison shaking in their boots couple goals Couple goals. Honestly, not even Farah, not even Risan, no. Nessian. That was crazy. Like the like the the part where she touches the harp and then she goes into that like hallucination and she's seeing like this terrible war going on. Yeah. I'm like I was like, ooh, oh, that's gonna come back somehow. Because it, it doesn't. Has to. It yes, has to. I, I read something on Goodreads or Reddit, I don't remember. So I was like, mm-hmm. I don't see how Sarah J. Mass can like make these books longer. And I'm like, are you kidding me? We have so much things that could happen in the next books. So yeah. many things. She's she's uh what our friend Shannon from the Dear Sarah podcast says. There's just she's leaving breadcrumbs just here and there Always. for us to find later on. And I'm so excited to see what this what like this has to do with uh, multiple universes and things like that. Because then after she gets out and she talks to the harp and the harp tells her how to use it to open the doors and everything, yes. she realizes that she opened the doors, but she opened like Lanthus's door. And Lanthus is apparently some like amorphous blob who's also yeah. a god that could shapeshift. And he we shows her, <laughs> he shows her in the most badass scene of her like sitting by his side as his dark queen holding the dread trove and there's something i don't remember if it's behind them or on a pedestal next to them but it's like in shadow and it's like hinted to be the like a fourth object of the dread trove which everybody always says is three but when we're if like you like do a callback to when 
Amryn is first talking about the Dread Trove at the beginning-ish of the book, she says there's rumored to possibly be a fourth. So I'm mm-hmm. betting you that that's something. And so I feel like that's going to be a callback too. And I'm really excited to, to see so where that goes. so many things that, like, she's always giving us things that maybe she would not put in other books, but meaning she's always giving you something that could be a book, only that. So if yeah. you don't think that she could have more books, I don't understand how you don't see it, like, really. But uh, let's talk about this moment on her, like in the prison before she kills these uh, gods slash demons slash whatever they are, because we actually don't know what they are, uh, monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, he offers her to be his queen. He's like, mm-hmm. let's rule the world together, whatever. And he looked good. Okay. The guy's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. She had everything she wanted in that vision. Like she was actually like not better than Farah, but like m- maybe more powerful because more she powerful. is there, right? Yeah. And oh my God, like she said, no, she's a better person. She's a better face. She's a better human than me. <laughs> I mean, and to all the people who are like, Nessa's just a bitch and she's terrible and she's selfish and she only cares about herself. Wouldn't the Nesta Excuse that you. you're telling us we, that, that you're telling us she is, wouldn't that Nesta have accepted? Yeah. Exactly. And, but she and honestly, but honestly, I and I think this is a very important point in this. I think that if she didn't have Cassian, maybe she would have thought about it. Well, if maybe. Cassian wasn't in her life, like if she wasn't like having feelings for him and stuff like that, I think that could have been a possibility for her because mm-hmm. at this point, I mean, she's not enticing. doing great. She's not doing great <laughs> with her family. I mean, it was. She's, she's, yeah. not do- she's not having an amazing relationship with her family or anything. So it makes sense. But thank yeah. God she had Cassian because, oh my God, imagine Nesta being a queen. Like uh, in that that's state the, that she was. Yeah, that's the villain arc that I, I would love to see. Oh. <laughs> but I, I don't. like Because I love, I love that Nesta's healed now. But that would have been exactly, <laughs> Exactly. She murdered him with the magic sword that she made. Mm-hmm. Yep. That yeah, is uh, amazing. Yeah, and this this creature was immortal. He does not die. And she was so powerful that she made a sword that killed an immortal thing. Like yeah, let's put it into let's put it into like this. The only thing that killed um the bone carver. Um mm-hmm. what was the other one? The the sister? For, uh the uh, weaver. The weaver. They are like, mm-hmm. nobody could kill them. So they actually decided to be in prison like she was in her house and he was in that prison because he wanted to. He could have get out, but he wanted to be there, right? Yeah. And she, the only thing that, that killed them was the cauldron. And Nesta killed mm-hmm. this thing. Yeah. What? I mean, when people, when people doubt how powerful she is, accidentally made... A sword that killed an immortal being. Like, come on. Yeah. Can you imagine what would have happened if she'd done it on purpose? I mean. In- insane. 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 Crazy. I love that uh, Roche put hashtag power move. It is a power <laughs> move. Uh, Nesta is giving all three uh, Charlie's angels in one. We love it. Oh, I love that. Skipping ahead past all the boring stuff. Uh, we get yeah. to this amazing scene where they have to go to the... The, the hewn city the not fun part of the night court mm-hmm. yeah um so they are going down there and they're like we're gonna announce pharaoh's pregnancy to everybody 
and yeah yeah and they're like we're okay so we also have to like get here not here we have to get eris on our side we're gonna lure him in and Mm -hmm. they tell nesta that she's gonna i guess they ask can you dance with him we heard you're a good dancer can you dance and then we get these flashbacks uh nesta gives us these awesome or sad flashbacks of her like doing dancing lessons and stuff growing up and her grandmother and her mother just being like you're not good enough like oh you think you're a good dancer disgusting work harder try harder and she like found solace in music and she became really connected with music because it it was like the thing that made sense to her and she is a goddess on the dance floor she is as i wrote q abba a dancing queen not for reals like even people that maybe don't understand dancing were like in awe by her like looking at her dancing yeah like she was a machine in a beautiful way yeah yeah um, like the music then, flowed through her it was amazing like, i think that's uh that's the phrase the sjm uses in the book oh, something like yeah something like that i'm pretty sure i don't remember don't quote me on that uh, but <laughs> uh they do all of this so she so aries can see her dancing and he can go and like show interest right in her and be like yeah. i want to marry nesta basically mm-hmm. yeah and then of and course he does yeah because why would you why would you dance with that and then be like i'm sorry friends <laughs> and you know when you're dancing whatever it is if you're feeling it you just exude sexuality he probably was like mm-hmm. oh my I wonder God. i wonder if her dancing i wonder if there's like if the magic system works similarly like this like when there's huge feeling and passion involved it actually is magic like how cal and my is magic and things like that Maybe. i'm wondering i'm wondering if that. like if her dancing was so passionate that it like entranced him like like a mermaid you mean like a siren yeah I, i'm obsessed with mermaids or slash sirenas like sirens oh i'm obsessed with them i think they're the best i'm yeah. I, I know they exist you cannot tell me otherwise uh but then cassian goes and he says give me my woman <laughs> Oof. Basically. i i'm so proud of him because this could have gone this could have gone the like she's doing so well clearly i'm not good enough for her yeah, and he could have no. gone off and pouted and he didn't no. oh we need to tell you that he goes and dances because he has been practicing with morrigan it's so cute <laughs> so he could dance with nesta oh because That's he knows that she I've likes to dance and stuff like that like i'm sorry but you know the hand flex from uh-huh. and prejudice because not does this so it's the same thing for me i don't care i love it uh, i love it amazing uh, it's it's, it's giving it's giving healthy masculinity and i love it i know it's not like the, honestly what you just said is true like it could have been rogue in the sense of okay no she's best without me look at her being like maybe it's better if she's with a high lord or whatever because he's gonna become a high lord at some point mm-hmm. and no he's like no she's my woman and i love it i just love because the how often do we deal with the way that men act in this world where it's like i'm not dancing I don't like to dance. Dancing is uncomfortable for me, so I'm not going to try. Even totally. if their wife or their girlfriend likes it, they're not going to do it. And it's like, ugh, that just gives me the ick. Just like, don't be such a dick. Like, just dance. 
for like nobody cares. Cassian and I just is love a that Cassian. soldier, a guy, general. With a, a man, a general, and like a man with a lot of things in his head, and yeah. he did this for her. So what are what is your excuse? I want to know. There is no excuse. No, be you Cassian. <laughs> Please, please, world, men in the world, be Cassian. Going back in all the ways. Uh, going back, um, Ares asks uh, Rizan, right? Uh, he tells Rizan mm -hmm. he wants to marry Nesta. And yep. of course you want to marry Nesta. Hello. They could be so bad <laughs> together too, Nesta and Ares. Yes. That would yes. have been a power couple. That would have been but, movers and shakers. But I do have to say, And I think that this is what I believe makes Aries 100% gay. is the fact mm -hmm. that I don't think he even likes Nesta because of the dancing or how she looks. Oh, no. He just sees her as we can be, one, mean together. And two, we're going to be <laughs> the power couple that nobody sees coming. And I think that's such a gay move. I love it. It felt, it felt very much like a calculated, like, this is somebody who I would be okay with being uh, my wife and my partner because she will elevate me uh, so socially and, uh, yeah. you know, in government and in power. And I totally. was very much a calculated move, like, like when Kings will like marry their cousins and shit. Yeah. And I think <laughs> he was, love. he saw her, he was like, our kids are going to be beautiful. And for him, aesthetics are important. Hello. Yes. So the kids are going to be cute. He's not gay. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, he's going to have a, what's the name of that? A beer. Basically, that's the name in like when mm -hmm. a man is gay and a woman, it's like the wife and the girlfriend or whatever, the partner, but they're not actually together. Sometimes they are, but yep. they mostly are not. He's just like a facade. Uh, mm -hmm. So the world can see that he's actually married. He's a family guy, but he's not. But he didn't realize that she was in love with Gassian. And yeah. nobody wants Aries to actually marry Nesta. Like that was no. just, I mean, yeah, Nesta and Eris would, would have been great for like the power couple thing, but Nesta never would have gotten, she never would have healed. She would have stayed toxic. <laughs> so, um, I feel like they would have fed into each other in that way. Um, the one thing I did want, cause we have been hating on Reese a lot. I did want to point out that Eris said, uh, yeah, I'll take, I'll take Nesta if you've got her, uh, if you got a mm -hmm. free one laying around and instead of Reese just being like, well, it's for the good of the court. It's for the good of, you know, whatever. Yeah. You can Nesta, you're gonna have to suck it up and marry Eris. Uh, instead he was like, I'll have to ask Nesta. And I'm like, you know what, Reese, there you are. You do remember how to let women make a choice on their own. <laughs> uh, I love that. But at the same time, honestly, honestly, I don't think he did it just because Oh yeah, Nesta. I think he did it because Nesta is fucking terrifying. Terrifying. She's she's not gonna do yeah. anything. She doesn't want to. She went to get the throne yeah. because she wanted to, and because Elaine was mm -hmm. in danger, or whatever. If she yeah, yeah. Would, would have gone, but I see your point. I really, I really want to love Rissan again. I'm waiting for the next books so I can love him again. I really because I think he can have like an an art redemption in the sense of what he did to Farah with the baby. But mm -hmm. oh, let's, I'm, I'm manifesting that happens. Maybe we'll just like fall in love with like watching Reese be a dad, being like a super oh. protective, adorable dad. Okay, yeah, that's cute. Yeah, with the baby, yeah. not with Farah. I love it. Yes. Yeah. I want them to like teach him how to be crazy and kill people and all of that together. 
you know, I love it. I love it. I love it. And he, this is the weak point if, right between these two ribs. This is where you stab, stab. <laughs> aim, aim for the wings. Aim, aim for the wings. Always. <laughs> love it. We love it. Uh, another year, another solstice. Yeah. So, uh, what happens here? So they're doing like the solstice gifts or whatever. Nesta has a heart to heart with Elaine. Nesta apologizes to Elaine mm-hmm. for her behavior the previous mm-hmm. solstice. Mm-hmm. I know. Mm, I know. What did she do to he Elaine? He the wrong way. I'm like, what did you do though? What did you do to Elaine? Because from what I remember, you showed up, you took a drink from her, you sat down, you were quiet. Yeah, you were a total cunt to Cassian, but that was after you left. She showed up for you. Why are you, why are you apologizing? Anyways, um, so she did that. Elaine was like, oh, let's let bygones be bygones. And nobody apologized to Nesta for not getting her a gift. Because la- Nesta's like, sorry, I was a bitch last solstice. And nobody was like, sorry, we made you come and then never gave you a present. But I'm pretty sure nobody gave her a gift in this one either. Or they did. Cassian did. But he doesn't come because know. he did that too. Yeah. I know. I don't know, actually, if anybody gave her a gift. I wasn't that interested in the information. You guys need to let us know because I don't remember. But I'm pretty <laughs> sure they don't. Because, first of all, they're really bad at giving gifts. Second yeah. of all, um, she's still, like, not in in, in the inner circle. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, yeah they haven't seen the work that she's doing to heal herself. Um, and you know what the best the part is of all of this? Mm-hmm. That she doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, the one thing that I was like screaming in my pants about is we finally found out what was in the box last solstice. I was reading this and I, and I actually screamed. I was like, yes! Yeah. Um, what, what? Okay, but we need to go back and tell the seniors what are we talking about? Because maybe you okay. guys understand. Yeah, so remember the last book, Frost and Starlight, Cassian uh, ra- races after Nessa. She leaves the party early. He's like, wait, 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 I got you a present. And it's this little box. And Nessa's like, fuck off, Cassian. And they fight, and then she leaves, and he gets angry, and he tosses this box right into the Sidra, which is a river. Um, and nobody says what it is. And we're like, what the fuck did he give her? What did He's like, I spent so long trying to find this gift for you. I wanted to make sure it was the right gift. And she's like, I don't want it. And we never found out what it was, what it was. And I'm like, I need to know. So we find out, he finally tells her last solstice. I tracked down one of the very first books ever printed the first printed book in existence written by little tiny elves. It was like little itty bitty. It fit in like a ring box, like a tiny, a tiny box smaller than my hand. And then he said he regretted throwing it into the river the moment it had vanished under the ice, but he had been foolish that night. Yeah. Cassie, you dumbass. You destroyed a legit artifact, like a historical like, artifact. <laughs> like if you're a book girly, like Nesta and us, you know that those little gifts mean so much to us. Like, just the fact that you thought about me and you uh, looked for so long and you, wow. And then and how you, important it is. Exactly. Because it's a relic, basically. Yeah. And then re- that's you, the word I couldn't think of. A relic? Yeah. And then you, because you were so mad in your emotional immaturity, mm-hmm. you just, I don't forgive you, Cassian, for that. Yeah. 
I do yeah, not. the rest of the world doesn't get to enjoy that artifact ever again because Cassian had a temper tantrum because his girlfriend is problematic. Okay, like that's she's difficult. Okay, she's <laughs> she's a little whiny. Uh, yeah, God. I was like, what the fuck? So this year he gets her a symphonia, which is essentially like a tape recorder, I think. And he says yeah. it, it captures it captures music and re and plays it back to you. So it's it's essentially a tape recorder, which is cute. And it's so uh, cute. like for someone like Nesta, that she connects so much with music and music is important to her. I think this yeah. gift to her is like, oh my god, someone actually gets me finally. Like they understand yeah. what I want, what I like, what they can actually gift me. And I was yeah. like, you guys, he yeah. listened. He listened. Yeah. And that's when she was like, Cassian, I'm not good enough for you. Which you guys know that that is a trope that I fucking hate, but I understand yeah. her. I understand. I her. like so yes, that trope sucks, but I feel like this is the first time that anybody has ever told Cassian that they weren't good enough for him because mm -hmm. he has spent his whole life feeling like I'm just a stupid brute warrior. I'm not good enough. You know, I'm surrounded by all these high fae or whatever, and I'm not, you know, I'm a low born Illyrian. I have no <sighs> business being here. And this is the first time somebody who he loves Somebody who he just is begging to let them in, to you know, to let him in, mm -hmm. looks at him and says, "Like I'm not good enough for you." And I you feel like that was so important for him to understand that she didn't think that she was better than him, because she yeah. said it so many times. She had put him down so many times before. One of the most popular Reddit comments that I got on my Nesta post on the Akatar subreddit was, "I don't know why." women love Cassian because he never told Nesta that he loved her. And I'm like, hmm. some people don't use words. They use actions. And he freaking did in on every page on this book. He literally showed her that he loved her. Yep. Keep holding out your hand. Somebody who doesn't love someone isn't going to keep putting that effort in. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, yep. You, I'm sorry if your love language is words of affirmation nesta's is not cassian's is ne not no yeah i'm trying to think what would nesta's love language be you think acts of service definitely acts of service uh, acts of cervix oh my god what am i saying <laughs> acts <laughs> i know the cervix acts of service <laughs> and definitely uh i words of affirmation but not Mm, no, I think she gets awkward with words. Yeah, maybe physical touch. Especially in a, if it is in a sexual setting with her mate. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also, yeah. but also like having a physical connection with somebody where they don't just want her for sex. They want to yeah. hold her and touch her because they love her and not because they're just trying to get in her pants. I feel like that would mean a lot to Nesta because for yeah, a long yeah, time definitely. she has felt worthless outside of what she can provide as a wife. I, that's how she was raised, you know, mm -hmm. they kind of tell each other, they care about each other in a way. I think like Rache said, that is them saying, mm -hmm. I love you, but not mm -hmm. saying the actual words. Oh, they make friendship bracelets. It's giving summer 2023. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> 
you remember on the previous episode we were talking with Nati about how beautiful the friendship was like I think that mm -hmm. is something that a lot of people don't talk about and I don't understand why because when you have friends that you can have like this bond because they have bonded you can have friends you can meet a lot of people you can know a lot of people but have a Uh, people in your life that you can have this bond with is just mm -hmm. so pure and I think that was the missing piece that Nesta never had in her life you know because mm -hmm. okay she had yeah. sisters and you can have siblings but they're not your friends you can have a family but they don't feel like family and then you go in the mm -hmm. world and you create your own family and it's so beautiful and I think that's what she has with them Yeah, I absolutely love. I mean, there's a part in the book where she tells them that she that they're basically her chosen sisters, the the, the women that are the sisters she, you know, always wished she could have had the relationship with the sisters that she never got to have. And um, <laughs> the joke in me is like, uh, Fair is over, you know, sitting over there like, uh, excuse the fuck out of me. <laughs> But uh, at the same time, I was hunting. Like, Yeah, uh, you're welcome. No, but uh, I think I think one of my favorite tropes is the found family, chosen family trope because Same. I mean, there's there's a lot of people out there who might relate to you have your family and you love your family for who they are, but you don't feel like you can be truly yourself with them and they don't accept you for who you are. Or maybe it's a toxic or an unhealthy family dynamic. Um, totally. And then when you finally find those people where you can start developing a, like better mental health and you can feel safer around them and you feel like you're not a burden to them, it's probably the best feeling in the world. Totally, totally. Yeah. So yes, they were making friendship bracelets and that's going to come back in a minute. So remember that, remember that. <laughs> And the house, um, do you remember the house came to life? And this is when they realized that the house was like sentient, kind of. It was so beautiful because the house were given, like the house was creating things because the house is magical, right? So it can yeah. create things and like make things for you. And it was making unicorns and bubble baths and, yeah, like, and like so tiny. many things. And it was so beautiful. The cutest. I'm like, I want to be besties with the house. It was so Honestly, yeah. nobody talks about the house and the house is like the OG the best because if I could mm -hmm. choose like if I could choose any of them, I would choose the house <laughs> just because it can give you everything you want. It's so cool. My God. No, and it's just and nobody it's not thinks about it. Great book recommendations. No. <laughs> I mean the house loves smut. He was always recommending Nesta Smut. I'm pretty sure that the house maybe never read a smutty book before, but because Nesta liked them and the house wanted to give her recommendation, the house was like, you know what? Let me just start. And it kept giving Nesta books because the house was reading them. It was so beautiful. I love Sorry, it. but yes. Yes. <laughs> After Solstice, the girls slice yeah. the ribbon. They slice the ribbon and then as in Cassian kind of have this moment where they look at look at each other and they're like, oh, I have an idea. And then they come mm -hmm. back the next day to training And there's an obstacle course in the training arena. They don't know what it is. They're just like, here, try this obstacle course. And the first day, they don't even get like halfway through before they fail. Yeah. And every day, Cassian and Asriel are changing this obstacle course around. So it's never the same thing. And it takes them two months training every single day. And finally, they defeat they it. They do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then Asriel is like, 
Oh, BT dubs. This is the blood right qualifier. You could totally do the blood right right now if you wanted. And I don't, mm-hmm. didn't they like bring Illyrian generals to come watch the girls do it? I'm pretty sure they did. And they yeah. were all pissed. Yeah. yeah. Because women were doing, women were capable of doing those things. They all do it. And then they're like, you could do the blood right. And the girls looked at each other and they were like, mm, nah, we're good. Thanks. Yeah, totally. Total I, boss move. Like, I love the fact that they're like, literally you put something here, like, we don't need the male approval. I love it. Mm-hmm. They were doing it because of themselves. And they, I think the key for all of them to be there and do this was we're having fun. Even yeah. though we want to be better, we want to be stronger, we want to learn, we're having fun. Like, my yeah. friends are here. These guys, men that I can trust now, I'm learning to trust men because of them. And it mm-hmm. was... I think that's the key again. Like if we want to create or like found, find love for working out, maybe that's the key to find something that actually makes us feel like they were feeling at the ring every day, you know? Yeah. Something that like something that feeds your soul. And I think that's yeah. what they were doing. Like the, the exercising, what it wasn't just about getting strong physically. It was about, no. you know, uh, growing your self-discipline and, um, changing that negative mindset from I can't to I can and I will. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that that was really, that was really what they were doing it for it. And then they realized like, you know, we're not in this so that we can become warriors, you know, Mm -hmm. we're doing it to heal. So, yeah. So Nesta finishes the stairs. Yeah. She was just like, I can't, it was finally not a place of spite. It was from a place of like inner, strength and she's like i can do this and she goes down it's starfall bt dubs and there's this big party and people are dressing up and she's like brb gotta walk down and up ten thousand stairs um which takes like eight hours for the record and she does it she gets back up to the top she's hours late to this party and cassian's sitting there waiting for her so that he could take her to the starfall party and she's like i'm good i don't need to put a dress on i don't need to take a shower i'm just gonna go to the starfall party and enjoy myself nesta i will never be you but i love you so much because i will never go to a party without dressing up but yes i love you i love you babes uh that will never be me but i love you um yeah yes let's just he was waiting for her like i don't have to be there right now i can go back and then come back no he waited Mm-hmm. I love him so much. Cassian okay. takes Nesta for a walk and confronts her about being mates. He was pretty sure. And he was like, what do you think about mates? And she was like, uh, mates are, mate is just a word. Like, I don't think it's real. I don't think that it's this thing that snaps in a place and becomes this irrevocable bond or whatever. And he mm-hmm. was like, uh, no, it's real. You're my mate. And she was like, no, I'm not like, essentially being Nesta she doesn't feel like she's worthy of being Cassian's mate she doesn't she still doesn't have that part of herself healed yet and he says to her well I don't want to be shackled to you either and Nesta no and Nesta is at a vulnerable point where she needed 
she needed a loving touch and not a biting hand. And uh, he did not give her the right thing. And she was just like, okay, remember how we made that bargain? And you were like, uh, I owe you one. Well, here's how you can fulfill that. You're going to go fuck off to the House of Wind for either a week or until I talk to you again, whichever one comes first. So uh, yeah. bye. And and so he had to leave and she was all upset. And what Nesta used to do, if she was her unhealed beginning of the book, Nesta, she would have gone to a fucking bar. She would have gotten wasted. She would have brought home a dude and she would have fucked somebody. But she did. What did she do instead? What did she, she do? She goes and looks for her friends, both of them. And then she's like, okay, I need a, I, like a girl time, like a girl night. And I'm like, Nesta, Girls night. you are growing as a person like i was so proud yes i know just like oh. ice cream and pajamas and and just like i she's and like, like i just together. need my friends i know yeah yeah and it was beautiful because i remember that they asked like what is happening and blah 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 and she explains but then the night goes on and it's not only about cassian it's just them again and it's so beautiful like mm -hmm. that was really wholesome i think that's the right word for it because Nesta yeah. could have definitely gone back to her previous behaviors. That's what she knew. We repeat patterns because we're humans. We create them and then we repeat them. But Nesta said, oh. that's enough. I had enough. I don't want to be that person anymore. I actually have a, my own inner circle. I actually have my own foundation. And she went and they support her. It was beautiful. No, and it was beautiful. I loved it. I know. So then they did a whole sleepover at Emery's place. But then Cassian like finds a loophole in the in the agreement. And so he goes to get bargain. Nesta. And yeah, in the bargain. Uh and he goes to talk to her. And what does he find? They're gone. This is a really like okay. Honestly, this is at the moment of the blood, right? I knew she was going to get there at some point. I knew it mm -hmm. because I think for her character, it was going to happen. Yeah. Because I think for her, the blood ride for her was like Feras under the mountain. That's how I yes. see it, basically. Yeah. And I knew that was going to happen, but I didn't know it was going to happen mm -hmm. like this. So basically. I know. You thought it was going to be like she chose to step in. Exactly. Like, I'm strong ass bitch and I'm going to do it. Yeah. I thought it Not was going to so. be like she, she fought the generals in the Ilaria Mountains and she's like, I'm going to freaking do it. I don't care if you want me or not. But mm -hmm. no. Emery's cousin, we freaking hate him. Um, yeah. He's an alcoholic. He's a very, very unhappy person. Um, and what's his goes... name again? Fuck. What's his name? Bellius. Remember. Disgusting. Bellius. He sounds, Just he the sounds worst. like the evil character from J.K. Rowling's uh books mm -hmm. literally like a villain so okay let's get into it all right yeah. so yes 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 we'll work we'll work a little bit backwards first of all i would like to point out we are 645 745 yeah uh 150 pages from the end and shit's getting crazy thanks sarah yeah way to stick to <laughs> always to stick her air ammo always <laughs> Last 150 pages, 110 pages is they're going to be insane, and everything important is going to happen in those little pages. But um, this is part so, four. You guys, sinners, dears, lovelies, you've been good little angels for us. Thank you for listening because you can't get enough of us. Follow us on social media as at Come With Us Pod. Everywhere we're like that. 
and on Instagram as at um, Ansusi Nunez and uh, Reche is at Reche underscore reads. Follow mm -hmm. us over there. Thank you so much. Sinners, we see you. We love you. We're here for you. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to us on whatever your preferred podcasting platform is. And be sure to check us out on YouTube as well and subscribe to us there. Um, and uh, if you could leave us like a five-star review, that would really help us. And don't forget to tell your friends about us because the more people who listen, the more people we get to talk to about things that we love the most. Uh, so yeah, please do. Um, remember to stay wicked, stay wild, and keep reading. Bye. Bye.